0: Welcome to the prolific teaching ministry of Pastor Immanuel iren lead pastor of Celebration Church International. It is his vision to partner with you for your progress and joy in the faith. Ready? Set, grow. Jesus mighty name we've prayed. Amen and amen hallelujah this is a teaching meeting so please be seated. We actually want to do. Will I particularly call it a Bible study, but very important? Well, first of all, this is the grand finale of the Ecclesia teaching series. So, I just, I just want to know, were you blessed? Did you learn anything? Let me see if you mean it. I want three people to just come out and share one thing in particular that touched you. Maybe Maybe... The thing that touched you the most, I want us to do that today. You know, now everybody was screaming, yeah, you know, so so I, I just want to know. Don't waste our time. Come on. Okay, raise your hand if you would if like to come out. Let's just know. What? What's going on? Okay, thank you. Ayomide, Debbie, and, and Ambassador, like I fondly call you. So, in what order now? In the order you raised your hand. All right. Praise the Lord. The rest of you just come out, so that we'll be fast. Good evening, church. I think what um, spoke to me the most is the teaching on Sunday by Pastor Ladro. I learned that even when your sister or your brother has, is doing something wrong, number one, you shouldn't keep quiet about it you should tell the person, if the person still doesn't listen, then you can take it to the church. And then if the person still doesn't listen, even if the Bible says you should, like, not leave the person alone, like, leave the person alone, but you know, like, leave the person alone. You still pray. (laughs) You still pray for the person consistently and make sure that you love the person and let your love be known. Praise God. That's powerful, isn't it? Hallelujah. So, when you have a fallout with someone in church, you don't take it to social media. Is that clear? All right.
1: Hallelujah. Um,
0: it was basically what really blessed me this month was not just the fact that we're taught. It was the fact that I actually saw it amongst ourselves. I saw I saw us reaching out to one another even much more than we, we, we used to. And it was obvious that we're blessed. And that was what blessed me. Now, that, that, that one is powerful. Put your hands together. So what what can we do to make sure? You know, I've noticed something with a lot of people. When you're done with a teaching series, they they just tend to move on. Do you understand? But the proof that you actually learned is that you retain in your consciousness what you learned. So let's try to make sure. And this this is the strategy. If you listen to sermons, if you listen to the sermons again and again, it will help you to help you not to forget so I want you to try to do that Okay, I mean the sermons are free praise the Lord sometimes I feel maybe we should put a cost on it so that you take it seriously (laughs) praise the Lord but please listen to the sermons you
1: look so good my pleasure Um, one of the most important things I learned this um, series is uh, when you are born again and you are in the body of Christ your church is a family and um, it, it doesn't matter what you must have. If you, don't, you have maybe been through, maybe for somebody like me who came from a Muslim background and suffered some certain persecution, on that day, you actually, well, there was one particular Sunday, made, made it made me understood, understood so much that if you lost brotherhood or familyhood on the other side because you are in Christ, in Christ you have hundreds of brothers. And... If you lost a home out there in the church, you have hundreds of homes and that really blessed me so much. It's threatening my conviction so much.
0: You know, that's powerful. For you in particular, I, I know at least 10 people, maybe five, at least five, that can take a bullet for you. Do you understand? So, you have family here. We love you, right? All right. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. Now, we want to talk about something very important. Look at Galatians chapter 6 verse 10. The theme of the service is the welfare code, the welfare code. It's a very crucial teaching when you're talking about ecclesia, you know, the body of Christ and how it is meant to function. And Galatians 6:10 says, "As we have therefore opportunity, let us do good unto all men, especially" Unto them who are of the household of faith. If there is anything that you have learned in this series, it is definitely the fact that God classifies what do we do to make sure people don't keep looking at people when they are climbing up. I don't know what to do about it. I'm tired. I think I talk about it all the time. But people still do it. Can you just focus? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's very distracting. Alright, so it's very important that we talk about this. And if there is anything you've learned in this series, is the fact that God classifies and categorizes your brothers and sisters in Christ above any other relationship. So the first thing that is very important here is, you are to do good to all men. Say that's who I am. I, I, I do good, hallelujah. God is like... who. Uh, was it, I think it was Pastor Maiwa who said this in the Lagos church. He said, God is good all the time, so I'm good all the time. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Ready to distribute, ready to... I'm always kind. Can you say that? Always. Hallelujah. Always kind. Always kind. This is how to talk. This is, this is your reality in the Lord. Always kind. Always gentle. Always peaceful. Always understanding. I'm patient. You know, I needed to confess this one. Very well. At least I'm honest. Some of us aren't honest. Hallelujah. That patience one. <laughs> All the other fruits I was seeing clear, but patience. <laughs> Hallelujah. But say that with me, I'm patient. Hallelujah. Glory to God. It's not an emotion. It's a fruit of my spirit. I'm patient. Glory to God. You know, so, there is nobody in your neighborhood who shouldn't have that observation about you. Oh, him? Very kind. Very kind. You know, there's, there is a welder who stays around my house and he came to work in the house and he came very early in the morning. I was just heading out to work. So, It was my wife who had to attend to him with the help and and other people. And for some reason, you know, he just began to give a commentary. He says, you know, I can't really charge you because your husband is very nice. Very, very nice. You know, I like him. You know. And when I came back and she told me, I was like, "Ah, this is a man I've never met before. Praise the Lord. But say that with me. Say, that's my life. life. Hallelujah. (laughs) And he just tells you people are watching. (laughs) People are watching, you know I have a quote and I have to say that it's my quote because someone was leading devotion this morning and said, it is often said, don't try that. (laughs) Hallelujah. Please, it is Emmanuel Iren, 2016 for for avoidance of doubt. (laughs) Hallelujah. You know, so. (laughs) Hallelujah. So I said, if you think nobody is watching you, you're deceiving yourself. If you think everybody is watching you, you're full of yourself. Hallelujah. So it's a balance. You don't get too conscious. Everybody's watching me. Then you're becoming full of yourself because really, <laughs> more often than not, people are minding your business, their business. But if you think nobody is watching you, oh, you will be amazed. You will be amazed to people that know you how long they know. It. You know, someone, I think it was three weeks ago, visited Celebration Church all the way from Cyprus. And according to him, visiting this church was one of the major reasons he flew into the country. Are you listening to what I, say? I just said? Unfortunately, <laughs> the day he came, I was not around. <laughs> so, so, so when I heard, I also touched, like, I had to ask him to come to the office. And then this is someone I'd never met before. He's hardly even in the country. He's not based here. And he was downloading my history for me, the name of my children, my wife, you know, all the church venues we've used. So, and he meant well, you know, like I've been following, I've been blessed and all of that. But <laughs> it was just a signal also. Oh, people watch. People observe. Praise the name of the Lord. So we do good to all men. All men. All men. All men. God cares what people say about you. God always always cared in the Bible. Who do men say that I am? He, he asked because he cared. In part of the requirements for being appointed a bishop, he says he must have a good report amongst the heathen. So you don't say, oh, it doesn't, it doesn't matter what people say. It matters. Praise the Lord. It matters to God. When David misbehaved, committed a great sin, one of the things the prophet Nathan said is, because of what you have done, the name of God is blasphemed amongst the heathen. So, I call it the PR of God. There is a reputation. A believer must protect as a believer. I'm a child of God. I must not be seen as anything else. Are you listening to me? So if you need to clarify things, feel free to clarify. It happened a lot in Jesus' ministry. Sometimes you will see, the Bible says, and Jesus knew their thoughts. He He didn't allow them to go with their thoughts. He brought up the conversation. Praise the name of Jesus. It matters. It's a consciousness. I'm a child of God. I won't leave anyone with any wrong impression. Having said all that, the Bible, however, puts a special category. It says, especially those who are of the household of faith. that it will always catch my attention when I see someone who doesn't have food on the table. But when I discover he is a believer, even more, I will do everything within my power. Hallelujah. To make sure it is sorted. Do you understand what I'm saying? Now, to be clear, it doesn't have to be a member of your church. It doesn't have to be a member of your church. Just, just let it be a standard practice. You know, it, it has become my life. I'm, I'm scrolling on IG. I see, oh, help this person, donate. No, no, I, that's the kind of generosity I like, where you don't have the opportunity to say thank you, so that God can thank me well. Do you understand? That's the one I like. That's the one I like. And I'm not talking cheap donations, sometimes $100, but someone is in need. Glory be to God. I'm not saying this to, do you understand? I'm just saying make it your lifestyle. Sometimes you observe someone in church and not for the sake of superiority complex just to be there for that person. You say, oh, this guy will need a new tie. Or this guy will need a new pair of shoes. Hallelujah. You start learning to think for people. It's a culture I want us to have in this church. Praise the Lord. It's a culture I want us to have. Glory be to God. Emphasis on especially those who are of the household of faith. Let me add my own especially especially members of your local church. I want it. See, celebration church has a reputation. When you think of celebration church, they say, oh, a word church. Oh, the average members didn't know the word. Very evangelical, very charismatic, and all those good things. I want in the next six months, more than ever before, another reputation that will be loud. Will be our love. Say loud amen. amen. If you have knowledge without love, you will, you will embarrass us. Did you hear what I said? Very important. Say so thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. So why, do we, why did I title the sermon Welfare Code? Because there is a code for welfare. In Christ, there are parameters within which welfare must be done. One thing I've noticed about the body of Christ is somehow we just lean towards extremes. Somehow. The ones who are practicing charismatism are extreme. The ones who are not are extreme. You know, our conclusions are always extreme. Always extreme. I was following up about my wife's teaching on Sunday, and she gave a very brilliant illustration. If she had told me that illustration, I would have used it in Lagos too. Well, hey. You know, and then she she talked about the Sex for grade documentary. And she said, did they close all universities because of that excess, the excesses of the lecturers? Of course, the obvious answer is no. But some people... Because of the excesses of the church, they refuse to go to church. And it's a funny conclusion. Instead of saying, oh, I need to find a better church or a good or the right church. Your conclusion is I won't go again. And it's silly. You just get a job. The boss is very harsh and wicked. You say, I will never walk in my life again. <laughs> I would like to see that one. <laughs> I would like to see how that one will pan out. So that we will learn from you. (laughs) Hallelujah. There are parameters. But we always tend to be extreme. So some people teach productivity. Hard work. As a child of God. Be productive. And they teach it in such a way that it tampers with our compassion for people who are actually really trying but don't have. It affected me years ago. In fact, one of the first quarrels I had with my wife when she was still my girlfriend was on this matter. We were, we, we were passing a flyover. Someone was like, quarrel, pastor. Did <laughs> the, Lord, the Lord has helped us. Hallelujah. <laughs> we have grown. <laughs> Hallelujah. You know, so we're passing a flyover. And my wife wanted to please i have changed. If you judged me, God will judge you. <laughs> I'm not even joking. So, so <laughs> if you're going to judge me, just let me move on. I don't have to give illustration. The sermon will still be hot. <laughs> so, I was passing, and she wanted to give little money to a beggar. And I said, no, I held her and she said, don't do it. And she stopped, and she said, why? And I felt it was awkward, like, if you want to ask why, don't let the beggar be there watching <laughs> us, you know. So, so, I'm like, I will tell you, but she's more concerned about the opportunity that will be lost. That no let me. So he's like, why, you know, so ah serious so what? So you needed me to explain to you there. you couldn't, you know. <laughs> Hallelujah. No, I, it wasn't that dramatic. I was just so you needed me to explain to you. <laughs> you know? Couldn't you tell that I was Maraboko Shakespeare? You know? That's, That's how spiritual people quarrel. (laughs) Oh, hallelujah. Let's just move on and praise the Lord. (laughs) Hey, God. Thank you, Jesus. (laughs) Hallelujah. And the next day, the Lord said, even if it is true that that beggar was pretending, what was that money to you? Do you understand? Just if there is a 50% chance that the beggar is honest, maybe the Lord doesn't nudge you by discernment to say he's lying or he's not lying. Have you thought about it that, oh, what if I'm wrong? And that person, you know, depended on that money to eat. And, and if the person is lying, <laughs> you, as in under do you understand what I'm saying? The Lord has blessed you. So the Lord said, don't do it again. I said, yes, sir. Do you understand? <laughs> the Lord always takes sides with my wife. <laughs> always. Almost always. <laughs> Praise the Lord. So um, there is that extreme. And then there, there are now some people who now begin to advocate for the less privileged in such a way that they now feel some kind of feel, F-U-E-L. I, I'm saying that for a reason because like octane, I'm filled. <laughs> Not filled, okay? Just, just <laughs> yes, like octane, I'm filled for the journey ahead, okay? So, so, they just give some people a sense of entitlement you're not working you don't desire to work and you know can i tell you something generosity is a tough job if you're not careful people will make you say you know what i'm not doing again hallelujah There is an international company, I heard this just days ago, that sent a lot of drugs for children, immunity and all of that, as a donation. And they were also meant to send a lot of money so that people could travel, I mean to inner cities, hinterlands, and give children. And so these contractors in Nigeria, they collected the drugs, throw it into the gutter and then spend the money for mobilization on themselves as in, do you understand? like it's terrible if, if, if you're not careful you, generosity is hard Some people, you know, uh, praise the Lord. Years ago, I'm talking about 2010, I think I've told you this story before. In my parents' church, I heard that they were doing a lot, you know, of welfare. And when a big church decides to embark on a welfare program, and they are giving individuals as much as 100K, I'm talking about, let me say, let me see, just 10,000 people benefited from that welfare program. And they're giving some people as much as, do you understand? And then they give this woman, 80,000. This woman, because my parents have sent me to give them some welfare materials too. When I went to their house, I was surprised. It's an uncompleted building. They just put um, a cloth over it as their roof. I mean, you see, laterite, red sand. That was their, you know. And now this church gives you eighty thousand to get a house. You know what she did? She took the money to the senior pastor, and she said, "I said I want house. This is what your people gave me. True life story. What am I supposed to do with this?" Hallelujah. So, it's a balance we must strike. Do you know that you can give generously and sin against God? There are some attitudes you must never encourage. Hey, are you with me at all? There are some attitudes you must never, you will sponsor someone's rebellion against God. Someone's selfishness, someone's wickedness. It's a balance that must be struck. So, in a brief moment that we have, I just want to quickly touch on both of them. And then we move on. So we address two thoughts in those lines. The first thought is, we're going to talk about the compassion of God for the weak. It's something you must have. <laughs> because... That's the lifestyle of God. I don't know about you, but when I study God, I learn how to behave. Did you hear what I said? Because I'm I'm his son. When I study God, I learn how to behave. When I see God's compassion for the weak, I learn how to behave. The second thing I want to address is God's passion for the pro- productivity of man so God has a compassion for the weak but he is also passionate about man being productive can I tell you something if your idea of generosity does not balance these two ideas you'll be narrow you'll be narrow very quickly God's compassion for the weak. Some texts explain or expound to us the reputation of God. Texts like Psalm chapter 68 verse five, where God is called "a father of the fatherless." Hallelujah." Psalm 68 verse five. He's a father of the fatherless, a judge of the widows. Meaning, don't think because they are vulnerable you can cheat them. You know, there is, there is a wicked practice in this nation where someone is deceased and the relatives, what comes to their mind is the possession that the person left behind. Aye. Oh my goodness. If only they studied the word of God well to know the things that, the particular things that God hates. So someone is vulnerable, just lost his parents. There's a young boy I'm counseling now, you know, no dad, no mom, just lost his mom. And then the uncle, this was one month after burial. He's taking him to court to battle for the family house. He said he's the judge of the widows. Don't think it is one guy who went to law school that is presiding over the matter. God is involved. (laughs) That's why some people's lives become complicated. They don't understand why. Hallelujah. (laughs) Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Father of the fatherless, judge of widows is God in his holy habitation. Say loud amen. amen. Deuteronomy or dethrone your enemy. Amen. <laughs> I deliverance churches do the most. <laughs> Deuteronomy chapter 10, verse 18. And i I was just joking, so. He's talking about God. He says he doth execute the judgment of the fatherless and widow. You see, you see how often this is repeated. So your conclusion is, this is a huge deal. God is not joking here. He executes judgment on their behalf. Praise the Lord. He executes judgments for the fatherless and widow. And loveth the stranger. You know when you go to a strange, strange land and people are seeking to dupe you. You enter a, a cab. Where you are going is the next street. He will take you around. Take you, you know. He will drive round the whole country. Then come back 10 hours later and charge you. God says, I'm watching. Somebody say loud, <laughs> the Looks like you've had some experiences. Hallelujah. He said he loved the stranger in giving them food and raiment. Look now, this next verse touched me. I hope you're in Deuteronomy. Are you there? Deuteronomy chapter 10 verse 19. I want you to read that together because it concerns some of you. Read it together. One, two, go. Hallelujah. It says love the strangers because you were strangers too in the land of Egypt. Do you know it's a paradox that people who came from a particular situation are the most unkind to people in that same situation. Check the, the rich people that are most arrogant. They're the ones that were poor before. It's a paradox. You are the one who is meant to understand. Now you are the one oppressing others. And God is reminding you. Is it? You were a stranger before. Calm down. The land that you are in, I gave you. Treat others well. Praise the Lord. Sometimes God likes to remind people of their history. I like when he told David, he said, I picked you from watching over a few sheep. <laughs> God, God. I like God. Do you understand? <laughs> Apart from love, like I actually like it. You know, he said, I picked you. Now, he's, when he's talking, David is king of Israel. He's just reminding you. Oh, cute. You are very bold now. I remember where I picked you from. We were pursuing sheep up and down. <laughs> remember what you used to wear then? Wow. Before all these fancy clothes and all this stuff that I gave you. Remember what you wear? May we always remember. Say loud amen. amen. Thank you, Jesus. Take a moment and thank him for all the goodness you've seen. Thank Him. Just thank Him. All the favor you've seen. They are not bragging rights. They are opportunity. opportunities for gratitude and appreciation. Thank Him. He is your source. The Father of light. Every good and perfect gift comes from Him. The wisdom for that idea came from Him. The favor came from Him. The strength to execute came from Him. Take a moment to thank Him from your heart. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. In your walk with God, you must make sure you're not forgetful. (laughs) Make sure. Because your life can change suddenly and you know we blend easily have you seen people who just blow and after one month you would think they were born with a silver spoon have you seen people like that you just visit us come back two weeks your accent has changed i want to want to ghana have you seen people like that <laughs> nigerians they upgrade fast because when they were poor they were realizing it So the moment the money come, like, adjust.
1: Praise <laughs> <laughs> <Freeze> the Lord. <laughs> Hallelujah.
0: Say so thank you, Jesus. In Psalm chapter 10, verse 14, he's called a helper of the fatherless helper of the fatherless so i just i'm just emphasizing fatherless widows you know but there is something about god that leans towards the vulnerable in their defense leans towards the vulnerable it's who he is it's who he, it's who he is hallelujah And in James chapter 1 verse 27, New Testament text, James chapter 1 verse 27, James says, Pure religion, and undefiled before God, and the Father is this, to visit the fatherless and widows in their affliction, and to keep himself unspotted from the world. So, now he's saying, even though Christianity is not a religion, there is a religion in Christianity, there is a devotion in Christianity, the devotion is not what makes me a Christian. The devotion is a demonstration. Do you understand what I'm saying? Of the life of God that I have. But the devotion is important. In fact, if you have no devotion, there is no sacredness in your life. I have every right to question if you have the life of God at all. And it says once in a while, you know, take our time to visit the fatherless, the orphans. You know, when you hear that eight-year-old girl lost her parents some part of you should be thinking okay so what what can what can I do even if it is one term in the year that I can pay for okay I can't pay for school fees yet how about meals even even if it's once a week praise the Lord That um, kiosk guy on your street, his children, maybe he just planned. When I'm driving out, I'll just drop a snack once once a while. Learn to think like that. That's how we are. Praise the Lord. When you miss your neighborhood, people must miss you. I mean, when you leave your neighborhood, people must miss you. Praise the Lord. They must. They must. When the world is bragging about what they have, let your gratitude be about the lives you've changed. Praise the Lord. So when you see this about your God, you ought to realize that that's your nature, that's your character, that's the life that flows through you. Jesus, when he was on earth, yeah, he could turn water to wine. He could multiply bread to feed feed thousands, but he still kept a purse for the weak, for the poor. Think about that. I I mean, it, it was part of his ministry, the welfare. Praise the Lord. I don't know how God has helped us do this, but we have done this, I think, two years going on, three years now. We have six people, full academic scholarship. Hallelujah. And only two out of them are in primary school. The rest, university. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And you see, we had been doing it for, for a long time before we even made it public. And sometimes, especially when it's a season where all of them have to be settled at the same time, you know, and it always falls at the time where church has projects. So you're just thinking, we draw it. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. You know, there's a couple in the Lagos church. I think three years ago. Very young couple at the time. And it touched me because I know how much the lady, I knew or I had an idea how much the lady earned. I had an idea how much the guy was earning. And then they said, oh, so, so, so lady, we paid her fees through Covenant University. Ah! It touched me. Hallelujah. It touched my intestine. ah praise the Lord some people understand this thing you know at, at the time if you saw the car they were driving very small decent I, I, I'm not sure I can't remember I don't want to say the I it was a matrix do you understand matrix With that money you're using to send someone to school, you can buy a decent car and measure up with your friends. Do you understand what I'm saying? Ah, your there are some things when people see in your life, they say, ah, your focus is elsewhere. You can only do this if your hope is elsewhere. Praise the Lord. So when they are writing the faith story of the patriarchs of old, by faith, Abraham sojourned. By faith, Moses refused. By faith, you know, but your own. Okay. By faith, he believed God that he will not have F in his wire. By faith, he got admission in the university. By faith, he got a job. By faith, he made so much money. He was getting fat. Fat. fat, fat, fat. He was made fat. Hallelujah. Write your faith story, okay? Let the generation after you be inspired. Inspire someone. It doesn't take much. Are you listening to me, please? Inspire someone. However, <laughs> God has a passion for the productivity of mankind. He says in Colossians chapter 3, verse 23, he says, Whatever your hand finds to do, do it with your heart as unto the Lord. So, now, this is, this is the code of our kingdom. We have an attitude to walk. We always put our heart into it. It is something our boss in the office can know about us, not because we learned it in a business school, but because it's a code in our kingdom. Are you listening to me? Not that you go, get to work late. You resume work nine thirty. Then you now sit. Your mate resumes seven. That's when you will open devotional, <laughs> open Bible, do devotion, sing, disturb the office for another hour before your work starts. Hallelujah. It's time for everything. Please, are you listening to me? It's time for everything. You put your heart into it as if it's your own. The Lord said, if you are not faithful in that which is another man's, who will commit to to your own hands, your own? Meaning when I'm working for someone, I have to think. Like it's my own. You know when you're buying something for a company, sometimes you just assume the company has money. You know, you don't try to price. But not as a child of God. As a child of God, you have to think, okay, if it was my own, will I buy this thing? Will I waste this paper like this? When you hide and use, you know, your company's internet to download 100 movies. Oh tables, tables. <laughs> right from the days of Jesus. Scattering the tables of the money changers. That same God, let him be my God. Ay, ay yeah, yeah. Hallelujah. No conscience, no conscience. If you download one, okay, hundred. Because it is because of you that they are buying internet. Hallelujah. When you use their printer to print 70 books, you print project for all your friends in final year with the company printer and ink. Hallelujah. But the Lord is watching you. He's watching you. That's why he told me to say it. <laughs> Praise the Lord. So now you start treating it like your own. You put your mind into it you put your excellence into it where i mean where do you come from have you checked joseph have you uh, ha, ha, think about it have you checked jacob that it it will be difficult to let you go serve like that serve like that not that when you say you're go- oh, you going oh you're going oh We'll miss you, but you're smiling ear to ear. Praise the Lord. Every you think of how to improve. You don't you don't stay online browsing and chatting half of your work hours. Don't do that. It says you do it with your heart ask unto God you act as if God employed you did you hear what I just said you act as if he employed you praise the name of the Lord so God has a passion for the productivity of mankind The Bible says in Genesis 1.28, it says, And God blessed them and said, Be fruitful, multiply, replenish the earth, subdue it. Have dominion. Hallelujah. So every time you have a drive to be better, that's something from the Lord trying to find expression. You have to have some drive. It is true that the country is hard, but don't sit at home. You can't give up. You can't just not be doing anything and be okay that's not of god do you realize the first revelation we have of god is a moving and a walking god moving to arrange moving to bring order where there is chaos so it is godly to see your life oh, what am i doing and this is this is you know i said at the crossover service you tell yourself the truth you look at your cv Said this is not a cv The earlier you're honest with yourself, the better. The problem is a lot of people's ego will help them waste their time so that when reality dawns on them, it's already too late to do anything. Now you can't go back to school. Now you, if you need to go back, do another short program briefly. Now is the time. Or at least learn a trade. Go to school, learn programming or something. You have to have the heart the nerve to take the challenge believe me when i say this people are still cleaning out in this country oh. this tough country they like legit i'm i'm talking legit. i'm not saying mom, sorry i'm not saying i'm i mean sorry i mean legit stuff sorry i'm just playing with you hallelujah You know, (laughs) I won't tell you this. (laughs) Praise the Lord. Take the challenge. I mean, think about what God did. He could have beautified the whole world. But he just planted a garden in the east of Eden and put the man there to till and to keep. So it was the man's duty to explore and use his brain to make the whole world look like that garden. It's a challenge. He could have planted a billion trees, but he believes in productivity. Work it out, boy. Hallelujah. Work it out. I mean, my God saw darkness, and void, and began to say, let there be, let there be, let there be. And he saw that it was good. How about you just see the things that are not good and begin to arrange by creative power and by the intelligence that God has given to you. Begin to arrange your life. What what am I not doing well? Some of you, you know, even when people try to tell you, you get defensive, you're annoyed. And they're telling you. This thing you need to change. You can't be talking to people like this. You can't stay in a job when you talk to people like this. That they've been telling you. First week in the office, your boss talked to you somehow, you jack him. <laughs> jack and Jill. Eh? <laughs> Jack fell down and lost his job. (laughs) Oh, my God. Wisdom, wisdom. (laughs) Hallelujah. (laughs) Praise the Lord. Walk on yourself. Walk on everything. Hallelujah. Some of you, I'm going to get to that. Praise the Lord. Nudge the person by your side gently. Say, God believes in productivity. Are you aware that there is a difference between contentment and lack of vision? You Listen. You are meant to be contented with the process. Be content with the process, not the situation. Right now, the way you are, you can't help people. You have siblings that are younger than you. You can't cater for them. You can't be a blessing to nobody. You can many times you want to travel to see your family. You can't afford it. And you say I'm content. No, that's not the will of God. You are content when you are doing everything you know how to do within your power. And so you are patient with the process. If there is no process and you're forming contentment what you're doing is I mean you're just demonstrating lack of vision that's not contentment that's poverty dancing around you and enjoying your company hallelujah you have to have some vision it is okay to desire better for yourself do you understand God is not against that You can be content in the process, but desire better for yourself. You you can't keep finishing your money 7th of the new month. It's not right. That's not the will of God. (laughs) Hallelujah. So you can be confident about that process, but start using your mind. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So okay, you have a job, what else can you do? I saw someone, the quote said, an average millionaire has seven sources of income. Did you hear that? Seven. Seven. So right now, all the opportunities you have are small. Find a way to combine them. Ah, make sure poverty knows that this battle, me and you, Oh must die. What is it? Am I the only one? <laughs> All the broke that I've broke is not enough. <laughs> Just show some effort, please. Are you listening to me? Yes, Learn new things. Read. Oh, when people see effort, when people see growth. There must be growth in your life. Somebody said, can you help my brother? six years ago. He's been looking for a job seven years. He has not gotten a job. I said, in seven years, what has he done to improve himself? I said, no sensible employer will employ such a person. So in seven years, you were looking for a job you didn't get, and so you sat down. Christ the Lord. That's that's not God. That's not God. You, you you ought to have some drive. You ought to can I tell you something? When I when I finish from school, you know, and this is what young ministers don't understand. Finish from school. Yes, there's a call of of God upon my life and all of that. But there is a process. Right now, I don't have money. The ministry (laughs) cannot even cater for itself yet, yet, talk less of me. So I found a job. Thank God, by the favor of God, I found something, you know, that still gave me flexibility with time. But before I even found that job, I already went to a secondary school to apply. I was going to teach mathematics I'm drawing. Are you listening to what I'm saying? Hallelujah. It was at the final stage. I now got this other job opportunity. Picked the job. Was doing ministry. Was doing the job. Still had some free time. Enrolled for an MBA. You, you have to have some drive in life. Once you don't have drive, God can't help you. The anointing might be on your head, David, to be king. But when the opportunity to be king comes, in the form of fighting Goliath, God won't move your handle. You have to have that boldness to say, what will be given to the person who will win this battle? Do you understand what I'm saying? You have to have... The ability to recognize opportunities and take it. So that's what the call of God on David pushed him to. Opportunity. That's what the anointing does. To learn new things. When we see your search engine, your your search history, we should know that you are someone who is looking for a job can be looking for a job with all the comedy channels you are following it's time for everything you know? praise the Lord and the reason why I'm saying this is because man God's people need to wake up the children of of the devil they are so determined so driven think of how much they put into an album a song Somebody in the world just got born again and dusted all the Christian gospel artists in one album. That's the one that pained me the most. That's when I knew we'd been joking. He just came and became, you know what Don't be surprised, he won best gospel album, easily. Lacree has never rapped like that before. <laughs> Sorry, I'm joking. Well, no, but we, you get the point. <laughs> ah, ah! Is the album not sweet? Let's be honest. Forget your bias about, is this not sweet? Ah, ah! He said he got the best singers, the best instrumentalists. Put your, ex, put your mind into this. Whatever you are doing, fashion, be honest with yourself, oh. Nobody that is going anywhere will patronize me. Just be, be honest with yourself. It starts like that, that. Well, my wife wanted to support a friend. We gave her cake to do <laughs> for a daughter. We gave her 20 Woos, the cartoon. By the time we saw, it looked like a shower. <laughs> I, said,
1: ah!
0: I saw the image. I said, "This I don't know. Ah! Praise the Lord. The, the cake looked like something rain has beat. Do you lose Do you understand? Have a drive. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. If you watch me, that's one thing you will learn. I always improve. Do you understand? And I'm not, I'm not saying it to praise myself. I always improve. When I got called into the ministry, it's the anointing that matters. It's the message that matters. Granted, I went to learn public speaking just so that people will not sleep when I'm. Do you understand? I know it's the message. It's the uh, praise the Lord. Thank God we've not compromised the message. I went to learn if some diction so that I won't say Ecclesiastes justice. You know, <laughs> somebody called it Ecclesiastes justice. J inside. It's a mystery to you today. Jason, has it ever happened to you? There's a man of God, you honor you but he will, he will call one word like this. Fear of anointing will not allow you
1: laugh. You hold it.
0: <laughs> Hallelujah listen, I would have still fulfilled God's call without it. I said, but let me just, I like to do things well. Our albums, if you know how many times we did it, before we arrived at Kerygma, we had used about four producers. Listen, it's not good enough. It's not good enough. Not good enough. So we waited until we could afford it. finished producing the songs in Nigeria, send them to the US for mixing. Are you listening to me? Praise the Lord. Oh. So anything you want to do, make sure it's not only your family that can be critical. Hallelujah. Judge yourself well. Is this thing leading anywhere? Don't be 35 and you are pursuing football career by faith. 35. <laughs> you know, you know, do you understand? Tell yourself the truth. Allow people to speak freely, to tell you the truth. You may cry, oh, but you will improve. I would rather have the people who, can I tell you something? I've hardly ever preached a sermon without asking someone how was it respect aside how was it did you hear what i just said hardly ever some of them my sons my daughters what could i have done better but many of us don't ask as i'm going home in the car i'm watching the live stream studying everything my hand gestures everything Praise the Lord. Few texts. Time is just flying. 1 Thessalonians chapter four verse eleven. 1 Thessalonians chapter four verse eleven. It says, "And study to be quiet." Some people need this one. This is your problem. Distraction. Loquacious. Talker. Hallelujah to be quiet and to do your own business. (laughs) Modern day language mind your business. Get something doing and to work with your own hands as we have commanded you. This is a command in Christ an apostolic command. Find something doing. Don't pray. Don't sow seed. You will give after you find something to do. Do you understand what I'm saying? Out of your productivity, you can sponsor the spread of the gospel. Find something to do. He says, and this is the part that I like. Please highlight verse 12 if it's not highlighted in your Bible. That you may walk honestly towards them that are without. You know what he's talking about? Towards unbelievers. He said, when you're walking in the same company, let them have good stuff to say about you. Let them commend your work ethic don't embarrass us don't say all these christians all they know is prayer please give it your best hallelujah walk honestly and their respect praise the lord when you are in a company learn don't say because you are the clerk you will stay on the table learn about the company well. you never can tell you can rise up the ranks learn to do what your boss does it's not just prayer or favor all right He says that you may walk honestly towards them that are without and that you may have lack of nothing so this is Paul's recipe if you will not lack he didn't say pray did you hear what I said some Christians cannot walk with unbelievers. They are too religious. But he says, walk honestly towards them that are without. You don't even, all your religious calisthenics, you just, hallelujah, the Lord bless you. In the office, the Lord bless you. Better clear your throat. Or we'll go finish you. Even. <laughs> Can't you be professional? Hallelujah! Praise the Lord. Did you learn anything? Yes. And then, so, this is the balance. In the church, they that have are willing to support. And this is the reason why we have chosen to do academic welfare. We hardly just give food <laughs> like before because we want to encourage you to be improving yourself. If you say, I want to learn a trade, Mm -hmm. because people have, can I tell you something? As far back as, I think, 2010, my wife went to Ajegunle and gifted them a borehole. Are you listening to me? After about six, seven months, it was damaged. I said what kind of what what is this? Why are people like this? For your own community, just maintain it. They could not. Do you see what I'm saying? So there has to be that drive on your own part too. To improve. Like we can't be helping someone who has who has a covenant with poverty. It's true. You do. you have to show interest. You know, there's a woman, you know, who got a contract to be sweeping our compound. This woman was so diligent. This was when we were in Lagos, the first house we got married in. So then we just had our first baby. We needed help. So we said, you know what, can you be cleaning the house? The first thing is she never overcharged. And when you, I think we we're paying her 2 five or so. She will mop the whole house clean. So after a while, she came highly recommended. Our sister, uh, my sister-in-law, yeah, began to use her too. She was staying close to us, began to clean, you know. And then when she was pregnant, I was, I was asking my wife, "Is she meant to still be working?" She said, "Don't worry. was cleaning. So I mean. Because of our work ethic, we just became endeared. Just became interested. And one day the Spirit of God said, Ask her if she is doing any antenata. So when I asked her, she laughed. (laughs) She said she plans to deliver at home. Do you know it touched me that she did not even try to beg? She did not. It was the Spirit of God that said, Ask. We gladly paid for it. Praise the Lord, and then the attitude too. When we paid, she came with her husband with her family. Thank you, sir. do you understand what I'm saying? Some you give favor like this, you start looking. Is it because of this money? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> So when a friend from the U.S. now said, "I'm looking for a family to support," you know, maybe they can't send their children to school. Hundred dollars monthly without thinking I said I know I know my wife I think will, my wife and I we know the person <laughs> but there are some even opportunities you say <laughs> hallelujah don't think because it's Christianity you must help every idiot I mean it okay let me show you in the word of God. Hey, God. Better listen to me. 1 Timothy 5. 1 Timothy 5, verse 3. And there are some people you can keep helping, but you will keep them at the 100 naira, 500 naira realm until they get serious. When you, when you finally have sins and you are really ready, to improve your life, then we can support you. Have you seen people you want to help? They are making you think for them. We said, "Guy, we said, okay, what what vision do you have? What do you, say, Pastor? Think, tell me anything." Ah, I, I was already getting annoyed, but I said, "Okay, we'll buy you a motorbike." He said, "Ah, I cannot do. do. <laughs> this is." This is a street boy oh, who is telling people Ala, yeah, yeah. He said he cannot drive bike. Ah. I, I suggested three things he said he cannot do. I said, okay. Give me a minute. I went inside. I told Pastor, okay, don't ever, I don't want to see that boy here again. Go and lock the door. Ministry that is just starting. We were struggling to parent, We want to buy a bike for you. you. Say you cannot. Me that if I had bike that time, I would have. Did you know yeah, I wanted to teach intro tech in school. <laughs> they wouldn't want to buy bike for him, say so he cannot. First Timothy.
1: <laughs>
0: First Timothy five. Follow me now. First Timothy five verse three. Are you there? Read it together, one, two, go. Read it again. Read it again. Honor widows that are widows indeed. I like that classification. And then he begins to tell you what he means by that. Verse 4. But if any widow has children. First of all, let me tell you, in that time, they used to assimilate widows into the church welfare program. They would stay in church, help with the cleaning, but they are eating every day. And the church is catering for them. And he says, make sure they are widows indeed. And what he means by that is this. If they have relatives, don't burden the church. And I'm reading this to you. So I have the right to determine how far I can go with my welfare. Anyway, you will see that. He says, but if any widow have children or nephews, let them learn first to show piety at home and to requite their parents, meaning take care of your parents. Hallelujah. Have you seen old people who have kids who are not doing poorly but want you want you to take responsibility for them? Praise the Lord. One lady came crying to my wife. I, I, that's a story for another day. <laughs> my father died. My, my wife says, sorry, God comfort you. Please come and pay for the burial. <laughs> you don't have village. Are you the only one in your generation? (laughs) Praise the Lord. And then he said, but if any will not provide for his own, especially those of his own household, he had denied the faith and is worse than an infidel. Meaning, take care of your parents. This is also a message to you guys. So the church has the right to say, okay, we, we can't do this. And look at the restrictions. It says, "Let not a widow be taken into the number under three score years old, having been a wife of one man." So now there are. Can I tell you something? No matter how generous you are, you can't help everybody; otherwise, you will go broke. So you have every right to say, "Okay, this is the classification of people that I'm going to help. This is how far I can go." Can I tell you something? You can have a budget. After the budget is expired, except the Lord leads you expressly, you say, oh, I'm so sorry. Not now. Otherwise, you and the person will be begging, are you listening to me? Because young people who are trying to build capital, I've seen people, the moment you start doing well, your entire generation will start depending on you, calling you every day. People that did not care about you before they heard you got a job, calling you now you know what I'm saying you better use your gumption there is a balance so you can have a budget you can say this is how far in your own case you say for now only daddy and mommy praise the Lord uncle I'm sorry sir (laughs) I don't even know you that well (laughs) I don't know you Are you with me? If, if you don't buy this, please give your money to the whole world and the Lord bless you. <laughs> Hallelujah. So he's giving restrictions. 60 and above. And before she was widowed, husband of one wife. Abi, she was married to one husband. Praise the name of Jesus. He's not done. Well-reported for good works, if you had brought up children, if you had lodged strangers, if you had washed the feet of the saints, do you know this is also good? Like sometimes the person you are helping, you want to see how kind are you to others also. So that you don't help a wicked person. Praise the name of Jesus. So I'm just going to end with this. First of all, generosity is our lifestyle. But God is also passionate about productivity. So seek to inspire, as much as possible, seek to empower people. Not just give them fish, but teach them how to fish. Do you understand what I'm saying? And then, But there are some people who are just looking for a daily bread. And if they had the opportunities you had, they would have probably done better than you. So they are not, they are not poor because they are lazy. Help them. When you are not sure if the person is lazy or not, help Do you understand? A lot of it has to do with the leading of the Spirit. But you can have principles. Have a budget. Have a budget for generosity. Have savings. Praise the Lord. Don't let giving to church be the reason why you go broke. I'm telling you as your pastor. Don't let giving to the poor be the reason why you go broke. Budget everything. 20% generosity, 20% saving, just for example. Whatever percentage works for you. Well, did you learn anything? Please rise to your feet so that we can pray. Thank you for listening. We are sure that you have been blessed. For inquiries, reach us on our helpline 0809 996 Blessings.